The choices we make. Have you ever been torn between two choices? Two choices that whichever one you choose will impact you greatly. Today on My Immigrant Life, we talk about the choices some immigrants are forced to make due to their immigration status. I'm Erica Hernandez, your host for today, and on today's episode, Sam shares how her immigration status left her at a crossroads. A crossroads where she had to choose between saying goodbye to her father in Brazil or risking not being able to return to the U.S. in time for her wedding. So, my name is Samaris, um, but you can just go ahead and call me Sam. I am 28 years old from a small town in Brazil in the state of Sao Paulo called Tabate, where I lived my entire life. Sam grew up in a small town where she knew all her neighbors. Though she always lived in the same town, the small town life was too slow for her. She always wanted to live in a big city where there was always something going on. And preferably, this big city be in America. Sam was heavily influenced by American television and movies. She envisioned America as this big place where it was easy to make money. Her dad, too, wanted her to live in America. So in order to prepare herself for her eventual move to America... Sam took English classes almost her entire school life. One of her big goals upon arrival was to go to Disneyland. When I was growing up, um, I took English classes growing up my whole life. And my idea was I need to go to the States to go to Disney. That's all I wanted to do. I wanted to go to Disneyland. Uh, I guess that's everybody's dream because, hey, you grew up watching Lion King and Toy Story and all the princesses. You got to go see the castle, right? Of course. Uh, So at some point, I wanted to go. I almost moved to Spain. had friends over there, and I'm like, hey, I think I'm going to go visit and see what happens. Mm -hmm. Didn't work out. Um, Then later on, I was like, you know, I, I, I want to do something different. I am 21 and live with my parents. So I feel like there's something out there that I need to do that I should try. So I was talking to a friend of mine who at that time lived in New Jersey. We were from the same city. And um, I knew she had come to the States through an exchange program. So I message her and I say, hey, Vanessa, um, so I need to know, like, how? How did you go? What happened? What did you do? And she said, well, um, I went through this exchange program, which is the au pair, where you live with the family that you work for and you help take care of the kids. And in exchange of that, they give you room and food. And if you're fortunate enough, they'll give you a car and everything. And I said, really? And how do we do that? Quickly after that conversation, Sam investigated the requirements for the au pair program. But she didn't need much convincing. She knew this was her opportunity. This was her way into America. And it was the cheapest way. So she decided she was going to apply to the program and move into America. 
Um, my dad was super excited when I told my parents because he always wanted me to come to the stage that I had to, to experience, that I had to practice my English, that I had to move here. And my mom was like, yeah, no. And I'm like, watch me. This is happening. <laughs> oh, so your mom was like, no. And your dad's like, yeah, go. Yeah, because I have no siblings. It's just me. And she was all worried. And I said, it's just for a year. That was in 2012. I said, just for a year, don't worry about it. I'm coming back. She was very happy about it. My dad was all excited, helped me pay for the program and everything. So that was in March. No, yeah, that was in March of 2012. And then in, you have to, for this program, you have to prove that you have had experience with kids before. And you kind of do like a resume and you do like an introduction letter and you need pictures, reference and all that stuff. So once you get all that paperwork together, you send to the agency, um, they put the, your, your profile online and then you wait, you wait for families to contact you. Uh, They will, families that will see your profile are the ones that have the kids in the, the age range that you have experience with. Okay. Um, I had I had a few things that I knew that I wanted. Um, they had to be in a big city. I was not going to the middle of nowhere. Um, I wanted kids that were grown ups, although I had experience with small kids. I wanted kids that would go to the school all day, so I could have free time to experience whatever was around the city I was going to. Um, and I needed a car because I'm big city. I had to have a car to go around. So I said, God, if you want me to go, if this is what's going to happen, these are the things that I want. So I went online in April, beginning of April. I remember that I talked to this family from Washington, D.C., was the first family that got in contact with me two kids a boy and a girl at the time she was eight he had just turned 11 and um i said great we like dc and i talked to my friend i said vanessa look it's in dc and she said oh my goodness shut up because that's where i went when i moved the first time so we were so excited and we talked in april and we talked exchanged some emails and we did a FaceTime um, Skype at the time and I got an email a few a few days later after we did the the Skype and they said we loved you and we want you to come can you would you like to come and I was like yes yes I am going um that was that was April Beginning of May, I when I had got my visa, by June 3rd, I was arriving in New York. So it took me about a little bit over a month from the time that I started talking to them, from the time that mm. I arrived at their, oh. their home in D.C. That's quick. That's quick. So, quick. Yeah. yeah. So that, the program is called, you said it's called Au Pair? Yes, like A-U. Oh. Space P A I R. Okay. Like a French word. 
Au pair. I know it sounds so exactly so, so fancy. And so, um, but it's not. yeah, that yeah that that's really fast the, to get your visa process. So I, I'm assuming it's a it's like a so work once visa. once exactly it's the J one. So once you have the family and you have mm-hmm. like yeah, we have a match and this is where I'm going and you have mm-hmm. all the paperwork. You just schedule the, the day to go for the interview mm-hmm. and then that's it. You get a visa. That's good. Uh, okay. Because it's the J1. So it's it's limited, right? Is that the one that's limited to just yeah. a specific thing? It's, okay. it, it's just for all pairs. Okay. Most of the time, yeah. How was it when you first arrived? Like, did it meet your expectations? And growing up, what did you envision too? And why was, why do you feel there was this um, pool or this kind of lingering and wanting to visit America? So I arrived at JFK and I was like, wow, this airport is huge. My goodness, there are so many people here. And back at the Back in 2012, I my English was fluent, so I'm like in my mind, I'm I'm reading things and I understand, and then I have to speak to people and ask something, and I'm like, oh my god, what if I get myself in trouble because I'm saying something wrong, right? And I'm like, this is so terrifying. And then um, writing in because we had a training when we arrived in Connecticut, so writing. Mm-hmm in that van to go to the hotel and looking like lights in New York. I was like, wow, it's just like the movie. Sam's first impression, she was amazed. Everything she saw those first few hours was exactly like she saw in the movies. She was so excited about living in the U.S. that she wrote to her friends back in Brazil weekly to share her experiences. She wasn't the only one excited. Her father was just as excited, if not more excited for her. But he was excited. He, yeah. They had the chance to come um, a year after because then it was just a year, but I, I had the chance to extend that program and the same family wanted me to stay for another year. And my parents said, okay, we're, we're going to visit then. And they had a chance to come. And my dad, he, he was like, wow, this is great. Like, he loved it. My mom was like, oh, yeah, it's nice. It's okay. And I'm like, come on. <laughs> but for him, it was, like, awesome. He, yeah. he loved it. And he was just um, so proud. He was like, oh, my daughter lives in the United States. Like, it was huge deal and I'm like yeah I'm somebody taking care of kids it's not that big of a deal but for him it was like he was super proud of it he's like yeah she's there and she's doing her life and you know back it's been seven years now what I what I thought seven years ago and what I think right now it's very different so like that American dream people talk about yeah. I tell my husband sometimes it, sometimes it's a nightmare. It's not really a dream. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's it's not that. It's it's great. I'm I so thankful for everything that I have experienced and seen and done. But there are prices you pay for it. So, 
people think it's the best thing ever and yeah it is great but there are pros and cons just like everything yeah. else in life yeah so back then when i had no worries all i had to do was take care of kids and enjoy it was great i had i had fun i i enjoyed um america when i arrived and and i still do mm-hmm. but my point of view back then and now i think it is different mhm yeah so what what would constitute under the nightmare category now <laughs> people think you come to america and you make money easy yeah yeah well, that's one concept they have mm-hmm. and it could be easier than it is in your country that's mm-hmm. true but it's not that easy Correct. I don't have a tree in my backyard where I can go and pick up 50 bills from it. Um so people work really hard. Really hard. So it's not just like hey you're America you have money or hey you're America you can buy an iPhone because it's so cheap there. No, it's not like that. And then it comes to the part where yeah, it's it's great that you have the chance to move to another country but you're far from family. some people don't have or not fortunate enough to to have their family move with them i i came out myself everybody else stayed in brazil so there there is always the uncertainty if, if something is going to happen and what are you going to do how you're going to go when are you going to go so i think the the nightmare is more like that and we're in, we're aren't in dc i'm super close to the pentagon and so we are in the city and it's busy living in the city is busy you're always on the go always there is no stopping and, and taking back and relaxing so you're always tired you're always stressed there is traffic and there is this and there is that so i guess that's why i think sometimes it can become into a little nightmare And that nightmare was about to get worse. Unlike most immigrants, Sam did not get homesick nor was she lonely. She stayed connected with friends and family via Facebook, FaceTime, etc., you know, modern technology. She also found a church that welcomed her and she was able to make connections and find friends. She felt accepted and part of a community. So having that community here and um people that i never met but i know i could count on them that i saw every week twice three times a week that kind of took me in under the wings and said okay you're new here but that that's fine you're you were one of us you're part of our family too in 2014 after 2 years in the au pair program sam decided to retire from the program and change her visa status to student a decision which at the moment seemed harmless at the time she just met her husband and there were many places in america that she wanted to explore plus she had no desire to go back to brazil anytime soon but i was new here so i decided i'm going to stick around because i got places to see here before i leave i need to go to california i need to go to the grand canyon i have disney to go i got to drive all the way to san francisco so over the next two years sam explored america and started crossing things off her bucket list so my parents visited 3 4 and 5 so 3 years 
we traveled the states. We went to California together. We went to New York together. We went to Florida together. And then in 2016, Sam received a message that made changing her visa status to student the worst idea ever. Come in 2016, that's when I was getting married. I was getting married in um, September. And I get a call in May. Um, well, it was actually a text message. My mom telling me that my dad was in the hospital. And I'm like, what in the world happened? What do you mean in the hospital? What's going on? So he had a stroke um, when he was exercising. He was at the gym. Didn't want to go to the hospital. Um, didn't have his documents. They didn't call 911. They called my uncle because the, the owner of the gym knew my uncle. Hey, your brother-in-law is not feeling well. Can you come help him? He said, oh, no, I can't, but my father lives around the block. Let me call him. So my grandpa ends up going to pick up my dad from the gym, and he says, we need to go to the hospital. And my dad's like, no, I need to go home to get my, my documents. <laughs> my grandpa said, okay. So they went home to get, to get the documents, and he had a stroke there and passed out. <laughs> so my grandpa, like a... 70 year old man is picking up this 50 something year old guy putting in his car and driving to the hospital mm. um, so he had a stroke he had some fluid in his brain he was in the hospital for a month oh. and I couldn't go I was here um, I was like should I should I go and try to get my visa there? But I have my wedding in two months. What if they say no? Um, should I wait and see what's going to happen? Maybe he's going to get better and it's going to be, everything will be fine. Or maybe he can die tomorrow. So it was like that for a month. My husband at the time, he was the sweetest, and he said, do you want to go to the courthouse? We can go to the courthouse right now and get married and figure it out if there's a way that you can go. And I kept saying, but what if something happens while we're doing that and I still cannot make it back on time? And it, I said, I, I don't... To be very honest, Erica, I did not know what to do. I felt like I was in this crossfire that if I went, there was a possibility that I was not going to come back. And mm -hmm. my wedding was in two, three months, and I had everything basically ready for it. And there was the other side of the story that my dad was dying. Sam had to make a tough decision. Since she had changed her visa status to student a few years back, if she ever left the country, she would have to reapply for a visa. She had to decide. Either leave the U.S. to go say goodbye to her dad or risk not getting her visa in time for her wedding. So I guess that's why um, part of my nightmare dream comes in because... Being here in in a situation like that, mm -hmm. it's hard. 
Yeah. It is. Whew. It's okay. It's not easy. You know, and I know that I did what I had to do back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, even if I had tried to go to the courthouse, get married, and try to see if if I could find a way to go home. Yeah. It could be too late. I didn't know if it was going to be, I didn't know when that was going to happen. So yeah. it's hard to decide what to do when you are in a situation like that. It's not easy. So, yeah, I guess that's the, the nightmare part of it. And yeah. Having to be far from home and and not having a chance to go back when and I mean I couldn't do anything for him or to help him or anything and it got to the point that my mom said don't come because the person that it's in the hospital today doesn't look like the person you know Mm-hmm. So she said, I think you should keep that image in your mind of the person that you've seen alive and, and well and fine instead of seeing the way that he is right now. And I was like, it's easy for you to say it's, it's not your dad. Yeah. But, um, it's hard. It's been three years already. And you can see it's still like, it's still heartbreaking that we have to go through that. But it's, I tell people it's part of deciding to move. It's part of the immigrant life. It's part of deciding to go leave home and, and leave everything, everybody behind. That when you're leaving, it might be the last time you're seeing them. And Somehow, you have to be okay with that. You have to make peace with yourself that, okay, I'm going to enjoy right now. I'm going to, I'm seeing them right now and let's enjoy right now because this could be, I, did I know that saying bye to them in, in LA was going to be the last time that I saw my dad? You know, um, I think about what about that phone call that I missed today before he had the stroke. So it's it's our choices, right? The things we choose to leave, and with that comes all the what ifs and the things that do really happen. Sam is still living in the U.S. She graduated from college, got married, and has now started her own business. However, she still lives with that decision, the decision of not saying goodbye to her father. But again, it's choices that you make. Choices that you make you, you, when you decided to move and there's the great part and there's the part that sucks. Thank you for listening to My Immigrant Life. Please remember to subscribe and rate us on iTunes. And if you have a story you'd like to share, please visit our website at www.myimmigrantlife.com and fill out the submission form.